recording. Are we going? Yep. Alright. And three, two, one. Let's roll the intro. What is going on, Print Fam? If you're new, my name is Cam, and I'd like to officially welcome you to the Print Life Live Screen Printing Podcast. Now, this podcast is pretty awesome. We do it every goddamn Wednesday on YouTube at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if this is your first time here, or if you've been here many times before, I want to personally thank you. Uh, for taking you know an hour out of your more than likely extremely busy day to hang with me myself and I and the print fam you know we all appreciate you being here and it's just you know it's a hang it's a little bit of a hang but it's also a variety show it's a, it's a lot of things I'm always experimenting with it don't know what it is all the time but it's something and uh, I like it when you guys are here with me hanging out uh, today we're going to start the show off as we do every week with some industry and independent shop news via the Print Life Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that, head on over to Facebook, search the Print Life, uh, send a request to the group, and uh, either myself or Sonny or... Um, what an asshole. I just... <laughs> dude, I... Sorry. It just... it just uh, Anyway, one of the moderators will approve you. Dude, your name just fucking left me, bro. And remember, too, because I have a hard time with your last name. If you all haven't noticed, I'm horrible with names. It's a thing. It's a character flaw. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to do the Facebook group news. So you want to be a part of that so that you can also submit the news that you got going going on in your shop. Uh, Just go check out how people submit it. Uh, Motherfucker. After that, we're going to get to the business topic of of the day. Today's topic, I, I... Saw a question on the Print Life Facebook group, and I was like, dude, this is an important topic to discuss. So I'm going to discuss um, one of the most commonly asked questions that I feel in the industry, even closer than how do you price your shit, which is, should I undercut the competition? So we're going to dive into that. I'm going to give you guys my views and my opinions on that topic. Uh, after we wrap that thing up, we're going to do our live Q&A. And this is, what, this is the meat and potatoes of the whole show. You guys come in. You can submit your questions two ways. First, and the most preferred way, is the new hotline. You call 1-800-806. Is it down? It's one of these ways. 800-806-3518. And then you, as soon as it rings, it might say that we're closed, but you just hit number five on the dial pad, and it'll give you a prompt to leave your message. Okay? That's the first way to submit your question or just to say something nice about me. If you don't want to do that, you can always leave your question in the chat. And if we have time, and if not a lot of people call in, then I'll go ahead and move on to the questions submitted in the chat. The problem with the chat is if you have questions and you want me to answer them, not somebody else in the chat, then you need to submit them when I say it's time for the Q&A. So hold your questions until the official Q&A section of this bad boy starts. Make sense? Makes sense. Let's get into the independent shop news. How about it? So as you guys know, I like to go to the Print Life Facebook group, uh, and if you have tagged it or titled it the first, the first line in your thing and it says shop news, 
Then I search news in the group and uh, go from the most recent to the oldest. So let's do that. And at this point, my face is going to be kind of out, of out of the screen. Maybe I can bring this closer. Yeah, there we go. That's pretty good. It's kind of good. Dude, I can't see shit. So blind, guys. And right away, we got some shop news from Joshua Whitlow. This was submitted about three hours ago. Today. Let me open this thing up. And I have not pre-read any of these guys, so sometimes if they're like if they're structured in some strange way, I may have to reread them. So this is a uh, shop news screen date 06061.8. Screen printing more stickers tomorrow. They've got by 46 12 by 17 sheets with uh 14 stickers per sheet, which equals 644 stickers when all is said and done. Pretty cool. They're like modified currency. Looks like you could be forgering, forgerer, forgerer, for you could whatever. Either way, dude, very cool. Good times. Thank you for submitting your shop news, Joshua. Keep the stuff coming, man. Let us know what's new with you. This is very cool. Uh, we got some stuff from William Sentry, which is also the owner of indigenous graphics that dude you guys this helps me a lot when you put you know because that way I can start associating names with shops it's more difficult than you would think um, Manahu hello and Bishop Pout mm -hmm, print fam you guys I'm trying to read what they write in the things sometimes it's a little difficult especially when it seems like it's in another language Fam, after a successful Tatswano summer gathering in Bishop Powell, all my shirts I made for our tri... Okay, so it's tribal. Uh, Indian, sounds like Native American. For our tribal cultural center, we're sold out. See some, seen some by five shirts at a time. Since this last Saturday, my phone has been ringing like crazy and a lot of emails to do shirts and such and other shit like that. Here are the shirts that they did for the Tatswano and two more jobs I'm doing today. They are both due by Friday. All these are designs I do myself with a little input from clients before I begin designing. Hope the print fam is having a killer week. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much, William, for sharing your news. That's amazing. And I'm going to zoom in here and actually look at this stuff. If you're listening and not watching, they're all it's Native American-inspired graphics. And, and I know I'm saying this wrong, but it's Tatswano. And then I can't say the other one. It's P-A-Y-A-H-U-U-N-A-D-U. Uh, and it's it's a really cool graphic. It's got feathers. It looks It's got um, some kind of seal. I don't know what tribe this seal represents, but maybe it is Tatswano. Maybe that's a tribe. I'm not familiar with that one. But the graphic is really good, man. Very good job. And then we have another one here which says Mashburn. It's got like a cow head in it inside of almost like a dream catcher with feathers on the side. It's very good stuff. And he does, William does all these graphics himself. So, dude, bang up job, Will. And again, thank you so much for sharing your news. Keep that stuff coming, my friend. Uh, this is some questions. And you know what? Today, maybe I'll try to get to some of the print life questions that people have submitted as well. Um, I, I feel like, get off topic here for a second. I feel like I've kind of been neglecting the print life facebook group uh but i do want you guys to keep in mind that that group was started solely 
I mean, the only reason that thing was started was for you guys to submit shop news. It wasn't intended to be a fucking question and answer forum or a, it was just for you to share shop news. You guys have kind of taken it and ran with it, and I'm totally cool with that. But because it does other things and what I intended it to do, I'm admittedly not as involved with it as I should be, but uh, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'd like to start interacting with it a little more sometimes. Because you guys have just been making the damn thing grow like crazy. Uh, but so, why did I bring that up? Oh yeah, at the, at the, in the Q&A portion of today, I'd like to get into the group and at least answer a couple of questions that are submitted. Maybe some of the more recent ones. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll try to do that at the end, depending on how long this one runs. Hopefully that's cool with you guys. Um, okay, so we got some shop news from, from our good friend Jason Ratbort. Uh, they just got their shop moved from Texas to sent to t dude shouldn't be allowed to read. They got their shop moved from Texas to Tennessee. We should start printing again in a couple of days. Good job. There's audio. Is there audio? Let me see. Okay. Yeah. No audio. Worth a shit. More room so, in here. So what I'm looking at is a video of it looks almost like an apartment print shop setup, which is very cool. Dude, I mean, you have a full shop set up in, like, what, the third bedroom? Nice job, dude. He's yep. got a, he's got a, like a tabletop, four-color, uh, single-station press in there. He's got, like, a, a Vastex dryer. He's got the whole rig. And now I can't exit. There we go. So uh, thank you so much, Jason, for sharing the news. Congratulations on the move, dude. Hopefully it goes better where you're at than how it was going where you were. Doop, 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 doop. Hey, print fam, if you ship with UPS, you might want to follow the news about a possible strike. Oh, shit, really? Okay, because I do pretty much exclusively ship with UPS because let's, let's be honest, they're the best. Let's, so let's talk a little bit about news because this is, this is news, so... America may soon face its bigger, biggest labor strike in decades. That would be crazy, dude. So I didn't even know UPS was a, a union organ. I didn't know it was unionized. I did not know that. That would make sense because they get paid well. Prepare for your demise, um, Mr. Billingsley. First, a little presentation. Okay, this is like a, this link to the worst website in the world, which is money.cnn. They have a lot of ads and shit, so bear with me. Okay, on Tuesday, the union announced that members voted more than 90% in favor of going on strike. And they're going to do this if a deal is not reached before the current labor contract expires on August the 1st. Okay, so we got what? Now, I don't know how many days now. Not even a full month. UPS employs 260,000 Teamsters. 260,000 Teamsters. One of the biggest unions in the country then? I don't know. Probably not. That's probably I just said that. Why would I say that? That that was that was a statement that was not backed up by any knowledge uh in regards to teamsters or unions or anything like that. I just said it. It happens sometimes. Um since its current con so they've added another 40,000 union members since their current contract was reached 5 years ago. The shipments UPS transports equal an estimated 6% of the nation's GDP, which means a labor... Dis I don't know what a GDP is either. Fucking... Anyway. 
which means a labor dispute could disrupt the U.S. economy. Yeah, I mean, I know Amazon not so much anymore, but I think they still rely on UPS pretty heavily, man. See, when that kind of stuff happens, that's the time. When those kind of things, those disruptive moments happen, that's the time when a smaller company, if they have all the resources necessary, they can swoop in and they can secure contracts when shit falls apart. So, you know, maybe someone else will rise up. We have really good luck with OnTrack here in Phoenix. OnTrack gets us shit from California next day, next morning. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Okay, anyway, let's move on. UPS began offering a regular Saturday delivery service just a year ago and hasn't officially announced plans for Sunday service, but the union says the company has made several proposals to expand weekend deliveries. What the fuck is the point of all this? The team, Teamsters are divided on this proposal, which makes it harder to reach and deal... Uh, anyway, and, uh, some work is the same as existing work. Most people understand in the world of Amazon and e-commerce, UPS isn't going to be Monday to Friday or even Monday to Saturday anymore. It's going to be a seven-day operation. So I'm assuming... So it's a threat of a strike, but more than likely they're going to work out a deal. And it just sounds like UPS is going to start expanding how how often they're running, which will you know demand increase for the union so that they can pay their, their whatever. I don't even know how the fuck a union really works, dude. I never got involved with the union. Uh, I know that people in unions get paid a lot, and they don't usually have to work very hard to make a pretty good wage. So I know unions are pretty awesome from the standpoint of an employee terrible from the aspect of the employer really good for the employee yeah so that's a good thing i guess okay thanks dude that's as much of, of that as i can as i can take so i'm gonna go ahead and move forward uh what was i doing yeah news so i got to get back in here and find some more news Hi, everybody. New to the group. Look like some awesome stuff so far. Anyone from it would be cool to have some local connections. I've run low on supplies at times. and Yeah. You know what? Also, guys, let me know in the chat, and I'm going to go back to this. So the group, again, I've been neglecting it a little bit, but I just kind of started diving back in. Uh, and it looks like we have a lot of people sharing. All it, Sometimes it almost feels like fucking uh, ads. You know, on certain things. Just let me know in the chat how you guys feel about it. Like, if people are sharing links to certain articles and stuff that they've done that are kind of promote -y. Let me know how you feel about it in the thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the other moderators and let them know. Jason Delfoss. Delfossi, whatever. Dude, that's who it was. I couldn't remember his name earlier because I was an asshole. But Jason, he's the other moderator. But I'll let them know if anything just doesn't look right, and they'll start uh, filtering some of that shit out. Back to the news. Shop news. Did we already talk about this one? No, I don't think we did. Maybe we did, but I'm going to shout it out again. Um, so this is from... J yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't do this one. Jamie Lineback. She's a, an avid print fan member. She's in every show. She's chatting with everybody, having a good time. Well, she just got an order to print 500 tote bags. So this, is, I think, is your biggest order today, right? One color, super easy to do, and she's super stoked because they paid half up front, so she didn't have to come out of pocket with anything. That's the way that this business is run. That should that should always be the case. Uh, 
and the rest is profit. That's amazing. Um, sorry, I said um like three times already. And some more news for her. She just registered her business name today with the state. Uh, and she's calling her, her, her shop Rally Cry Screen Printing. And it's ready to serve, which means I'm sure that if you registered, you're actually going to get your wholesale license, which means you get a better deal on the shit and all that stuff. And she personally says thank you to me, Cam, and the Print Life family who have inspired her so much to put her ideas into action. So much love to everybody from Jamie. Congratulations, Jamie. I'm so glad that things are moving forward for you. Um, yeah, best wishes. Just keep moving and keep sharing as things grow for you. Right here in the print life. And just, uh, I'll keep shouting you out. Congratulations, though. Kicking ass. Okay, here we go. Sorry, there was a little bit of dead air there. Shop news from Eric Gidley. The fuck's happening here? Shop news from Eric Gidley. I don't know. I heard a, a blink in the thing, man. Hey, is everything um, streaming okay? Let me go back into the chat real quick. Yeah, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, is everything cool? Because I heard it a little ding, and it kind of makes me think, uh-oh, did my bitrate just drop or something? In the meantime, let's get let's keep moving forward. Eric Gidley has got some shop news. They got their first couple of test prints out of the way. Um, got to love the little test print paper things. Uh, I think with a little more dialing in, this will be the beginning of an awesome journey. So it sounds to me like you are fairly new at this whole game. And, yeah, the Pelons, it's, I have a love-hate relationship with them. They drive me nuts. I, I tend to, like, actually kind of be happy when we get a bunch of shirts misordered and I forget to send them back within our 30 days and then I can just use them as test squares because fucking Pelons drive me nuts sometimes. I gotta stop dropping so many F-bombs on this show, dude. Keep working on it. But production setup figured out. Wish me luck. Still next. Gonna try. Yeah, so you just kind of dabble in the single color stuff. Yeah, bro. Hopefully when you get your first two color job you'll have enough time where you can you know, mess around with it, fudge it a little bit, and uh, still deliver on time. Don't overpromise any jobs with too short of a timeline in the beginning because it'll fall apart for you, and then you'll piss your client off, and then, it's, you know. Matt, oh, this is another question. Sometimes I have, like, this real, I have this instinct to jump right to the questions. This is also from William Century, uh, but this it was previous news in regards to the same thing with the Tatsuano shirts, but uh, he was just kind of letting us know that he's got some new stuff coming up, man, so that's very cool. This isn't, I guess this is shop news, let's see. Okay, so this is from Andy Desharnius, and when you're in a bind and don't have a jacket, hold down. A couple of ratchet straps... <laughs> smart and someone to hold it after it's strapped you can make it happen it's not perfect but it will get the job done let me see what you did here mm-hmm yeah it'll work that's actually not half bad dude it's all i mean essentially it's the same exact thing good job buddy 
All right, some more from Eric Gidley. This is older. This is from May the 30th. Uh, other supply. Uh, what's he saying here? So Eric says his other supply order will be in tomorrow, according to tracking. He's hoping to get back into production mode. Okay, so this is see this is kind of strange with shop news because when I do it from most recent to oldest, it's like I'm going backwards. So I'm giving you the conclusion before I tell you the. Um, uh, you know, whatever. This is from um, this is from Joshua Whitlow. Another round of screen printed stickers, cutting and going. Let's see. This is a video. It's a time lapse video. So I'm gonna watch it and I'll tell you what he's doing. So he has a, a cutting block, you know, the big thing in school. <laughs> and he's cutting stickers that he either, I can't tell if he digitally printed them or screen printed them. More than likely they were printed digitally on some kind of plotter printer or something. I don't know. But very cool. He's cutting like a madman. And that's it. He's just just, just cutting. Lots of cutting. And all right. Very cool, dude. Thank you for sharing, my friend. So this is something interesting. It says, uh, so it's already out of the bag. I was kind of trying to hold off on this because fucking I was hoping no one, no one else was doing it. But uh, it's someone mentioned here, Matthew Hill, is, he asked if anyone's using Deco Network. Uh, and he says it looks like the shop management and ordering is integrated with Sanmar and SNS. So the cat's out of the bag. And our software, my software, I've been using it for years. It's fully integrated with SNS. And Sanmar integration will come a couple months after we launch. But yes, it, so my system that I have already automatically orders from SNS. Um, what it does is it batches them up, and when it hits $200 in total, which is your free cutoff, right? So it batches them, if, even if it takes, like, let's say you have a 12-piece a order, a 24-piece order, a 36-piece order. Um, it batches them, and when it hits a total order amount of 200 then it orders them from SNS so that it um, so that you get the free shipping. So it batches so that you're always getting them shipped to you for free. And then you have the option to force the order if you have to, like on a rush job or something like that. I've had it for, for years now. It's an amazing feature, and it makes your life as a print shop manager so much easier. I wanted to keep that feature kind of under wraps. Uh, just because it would have been a good selling point. But if Deco Network already in included it in theirs, then the cat's out of the bag. So mine will have it as well. What I would recommend to anybody, um, if you're looking for a shop management system uh, and you don't know which one to go with, you know the Deco Network costs a shitload to get set up with. You know Inksoft costs a shitload to get set up with. Uh, Printavo and all them, they cost a lot per month. Uh, so just wait to make a decision until mine releases. Just do me that favor. And then if if you hate the shit, then it'll be all good, right? You can move on. My feelings won't be hurt. But if you love it, uh, I don't think you will regret regret waiting. But you will regret <laughs> will regret. But you will regret. Did I say regret or regret? But you will regret not waiting for mine if you put a bunch of money into especially Inksoft or Deco Network. So wait. Just just wait. Okay, anyway, moving on. Seems like every time I see something, if I see anything related to shop management software right now because I have so much money invested in this one, I get triggered and I instantly go on the defensive. It's pathetic, but that's where I'm at in life right now.
Um, yeah, you guys, just wait. Okay, moving on. Billy Bull, Shop News. Just picked up several big orders of shirts this morning. Um, uh, and waiting on an answer for a whole new setup. Fusion dryer, Starlight Exposure Unit, and a Sportsman Auto Press. Wow, man. We are on pace for an 8K week, and Billy is stoked. Well, Billy, I am stoked for you as well, my friend. Congratulations, eh? That's a pretty good gig, man. Don't want to ask, but I do want to ask. I'm kind of wondering how much you put into all of it, because a sportsman's a sweet press. I'd like to have a sportsman, bro. Uh, but congratulations, my friend. Some more shop news from Russell Sprague. Brand new to screen printing world. Ordered his first piece of equipment for his uh, um, new garage, print space. Got a flash dryer, which will be there on Friday. So you probably already have it by now. So we will be looking for your news update once you have the stuff up and running. He's a bit nervous that he, because he received an order before he got the equipment. So now you're going to be learning under a rush, which sucks. But thus is the life, dude. You'll get used to it. You're always in a rush. And before you started with that, you built a DIY four-color one-station press. And I hope. Oh, so you got the flash dryer, but you have the the homemade four-color one-station. Yeah, dude, you, it'll be a lot easier when you upgrade your press. Life will be much easier for you. And this is from. But thank you for sharing your shop news. Keep us posted, Russell, as things move forward. Okay. And then this is from Matthew Aikman. After three years, Pang. I dude, I've seen this. I've seen your. You should print shop before, like on Instagram, but I know I can't say it right. Pengay? Pengi Printing Company is finally moving out of the cramped basement and into a small studio. Here's how it looks in the basement, and he'll post photos when they get moved. I, I still like the basement, dude. I think that's pretty awesome. But we can't wait to see what you end up with when you move out. Okay. Uh, Will Daly finally got a 150 mess, uh, 50 s mesh screen. He can't wait to try it out. So me and, and dude, they're awesome when it comes to the print. But me and Jesse have been apparently. I Jesse just put me on game to it. Admittedly, I put out. I I haven't been on press. Like I haven't been in the gutter for a while. Um, and he says the one of the things, and we were both doing some um, some fucking. Dude, I cannot think of. I'm at, I just cannot think words. Don't have them. We've been trying to figure out what the issue is when we're going to actually blow this to wash the screen out after exposure because it doesn't hold up as well. One of the things that you're going to find with the 150s is that they have a tendency. The emulsion doesn't grab as well, so you have to be extremely diligent and like almost clean room, like Intel level clean when it comes to degreasing the mesh because the mesh is also is very smooth. It's not very fibrous. It's good in a lot of ways, but when it comes to getting your emulsion to stick to it, it can be tricky. So really degrease, and you got to build up a fairly thick stencil just so that it doesn't blow out or peel off of the mesh. Just a little tip. It's tricky stuff, but it's worth it. Uh, Kevin Bays, shop news, shop news, shop news. After giving up all hopes of finding a building to lease, we finally found one. 5,100 square feet includes docks, which is awesome. And they got... What? Damn, son. And they got it for a whole lot less than they expected. $1,000 per month. Oh, I would kill for that, dude. That's amazing. That's, um, that is, yeah, dude. Do not leave that space. 
Congratulations, Kevin. You just got a smoking deal on your space. Uh, I hope that business goes well. It should. You got your overhead so low now, dude. You're going to like, dude, as long as you don't finance any big equipment, you will be able to crush it. So congratulations, dude. Congratulations. And I think you guys, I think that's about 34 minutes of shop news. Are you guys tired of this shit yet? Let's, let's end it. That's a wrap. Shop news done. Thank you guys for submitting all of that amazing news. Um, fuck, 30 minutes later and we're still going on shop news. That was good stuff, man. I got triggered. That was fun. Somebody mentioned something about Deco Network and you see Cam's blood start boiling. But what can we do? It happens. And my phone is fucking driving me nuts. Uh, don't know what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Got some... Hang on, guys. My phone... You know, like, uh... Apparently, I'm just trigger happy. I'm just, I'm a trigger happy sun gun. Like, noises trigger me, and I get blood red mad. Uh, you know, mentions of other software developers trigger me and get blood red mad. Uh, pretty much anything. I just get, I'm very triggerable. It's all good, though. It's all good, though. Okay, I'm done with that. Uh, is it time for the, um,. Business topic of the day. I was really looking forward to get into this, getting into this. But before I do, I want to go dive into the chat and say what's up to everybody again. Uh, also, now I'm going to go ahead and just drop some social media reminders to you guys if you're still hanging here with me. Uh, you know I got Instagram. You know I got Twitter. Don't use Twitter. Use Instagram sometimes. But either way, I really want you to follow me there. The more followers I get there, the more likely I am in, to interact on it. So follow me at Cam Irvin. That's C-A-M-E-A-R-V-E-N on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what else? Subcri uh, subscribe to the Print Life podcast. You can, you can listen to it on iTunes, Google Play, any of them. It's on all of them. But make sure you subscribe and leave me a glowing review with a five-star rating. Thank you so much. And listen to all of them, man. Listen to them when you're driving or something. If, if you're actually watching this live broadcast on YouTube, do us a favor, hit subscribe, and then as soon as you go ahead go ahead and hit subscribe now, I'll wait. While I'm waiting, I will take a sip out. Okay, now that you've hit subscribe, hit the little bell, and make sure that you take all notifications, because you want to be notified every time anything uploads to the print life. So go ahead and do that. Uh, and then, now that you've subscribed, once we're done with this show... Go back, to even just if it's just the 2018 vlog, and watch it from start to finish. Give me some views. Help me rack up some views. I want the channel to grow, and I want my viewership to grow, and I need your guys' help to do it. So do it. Thank you, guys. And last but not least, if you are interested in being on this show, please direct message me on Instagram uh, with the topic that you might like to talk about and uh, when you can do it, and we will set something up. Uh, we're gonna be doing some. We're gonna be doing that stuff here pretty soon. So I'm excited to get started with guests and all that kind of shit. It's, uh, it's looking good. I'm ready to go. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on into um, the business topic of the day. And you know what I did, man? Because I was thinking about this shit all day yesterday. Wrote notes. Fuck. Not just wrote notes. I wrote page and a quarter of notes. And. Good luck keeping on track with these things, but I'm going to try. I read through them once today. I wrote this thing yesterday, so I don't know if my mind is really in the, in this, the right place 
to really be riffing right now, but I'm going to try. Uh, so let me breathe here. The question or the topic that we're going to talk about today is should you or I or us as printers undercut the competition? That's the question. Now, this particular question, I get asked or I see somebody asking somebody else this question pretty much more than anything, even more than how should I price my shit? Because what I've noticed which all of us do is we price our stuff based on our competition's price list. But the problem is we don't know what the hell or how our competition came to that pricing list. So it's like a convoluted mess of shit and it's shit on top of shit on top of shit. And we're all printing on the same shittiest person before us shit. And it's just a big gigantic mess. So, uh, I want to talk about, should you undercut the competition based on what I just said? And, uh, I'll give you my answer in a second. First off, let's start with me, because you know my favorite subject to talk about is me. So let's talk about me. And what I have to admit, I have notes here, so you'll see me look down and I'm like, okay, yeah, I was going to talk about that. What I will admit to you guys is that in the beginning, when I first started out as a printer, year one, I priced my jobs super duper low, like most, probably like most of you guys are doing. Um, pretty much I was not like, I was not willing to be beat on price and no matter who told me what, and believe me, every person that I sought business advice from or anybody that I ever talked screen printing with numerous people, I was always talking screen printing with everybody, much like you guys, the print fam does as well. Uh, but everyone was like, dude, you can't undercut people. It's crazy, dude. It's just a, it's a race to the bottom and you're not going to do well with it, but you know, I was always kind of like, well, fuck you, right? Because you don't want me to, to lower my prices because I'm going to undercut you and take your business. So guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to undercut you. I'm going to run you out of business, and then I'm going to smile at you as as I'm taking your customers. And and honestly, that's what I did. It's exactly what I did. And I got so much work. It was astounding. It was, it's, an, it's, it's actually, it's astounding when you start undercutting everybody. Everybody tells you that, oh, you won't get any work. You're going to get all this stuff. And you do. You get a lot of crappy clients, but you get a lot of them. And we had so much work coming in that I, you know, I had one manual. I brought the second manual in. I was hiring uh, printers left and right. We had a lot of printers in here at one time. And we were on the verge of automating because we looked like a shop that was busier than shit because we were. We had more work than we could handle. And it was looking like uh, if things kept going the way we were going, that I was going to have to automate as, as quickly as possible. And I think that that story that I told you right there is the story of most print shops, whether they're small and they're growing into whatever it is, you will find that um, most shops are, are, are low like that. And because they're really low, they're getting all the work, uh, which was me. Now let me get back on track here because I kind of started – uh, anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> dude, it's pathetic. Like, I start talking, and then I forget where I was going, so I have to check back on the list. This is the way it works. But anyway, so what, did I say that we looked busy and that we were we were going to automate? It looked like we needed to automate just to keep up with the work. Here's the problem, and I'm so thankful that I got hip to it when I did. And I'll be 100% honest with you. I didn't get hip to it till I started this channel. I got hip to my... I was starting to get the gist and I was starting to understand because uh, as I started raising my prices, things started falling off. 
But I really understood it when um, the marshal reached out to me to interview me for uh, the thing. And then after the interview, I, like, you know, picked his brain because that's what I do. When I meet somebody that I think has more knowledge, I fucking pick their brain. That's what I did. And then I really realized the kind of shit show I was about to get myself into. Uh, Not because automating is not the right thing to do. Not because uh, when you have work and you're charging properly – you shouldn't automate, which you should, I think. If if business dictates that it's time to automate, then it is. But but here's the thing. Anyway, fuck Jesus Christ. The problem that I was having is that I was I had a small problem. I was not charging enough. Therefore, I was not profitable. Okay. But the way that I saw it was okay. Good. I just need to keep increasing my infrastructure. And uh, increasing my efficiency, and I'll be able to keep my prices low, getting thus, getting more of the work, thus, uh, taking more of my market share, thus becoming a big, bad print shop with autos. or You know, that was my mindset. But I didn't have any profit. So what I would have essentially been doing is undercutting everybody. Um, uh, undercutting everybody. Uh, getting shitloads of work, bringing in more infrastructure, uh, acquiring loans, acquiring a bigger building, acquiring this gigantic monster. But at the at the end of the day, this same monster was the same profitless piece of shit that it was when it was just a tiny little humble print shop. It's bigger, 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 but it still has the same problem, which is at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, there's no profit. There's nothing to show for it. And I don't know about you guys, you know what? As a matter of fact, in the beginning, I was happy to just have a business and be working for myself, profitable or not. And luckily, in the beginning, I didn't know that I wasn't profitable, so I didn't really give a shit. You know, it's the way things work out. But now I understand it, and I get it. Um, and the reality of this whole thing – see, more notes here. Uh, and I'm going to – anyway, i got to try to get to the point of this whole thing. Anyway – the point is, I was not able to put anyone out of business. So my business plan, shit. Why was I not able to put anyone out of business? Because uh, I didn't have any profit. Well, actually, technically, I was about to put somebody out of business. This guy. I almost successfully ran myself out of business. And that was because I was undercutting everybody. If a client... A potential client called, and they said uh, they asked me for a quote. They always ask for a quote first, right before they talk price. They ask for a quote, and then I would quote them, uh, and then they would say, "Oh, well, dude, the ding dong down the street, ding dong dickheads printing dot com said that they would do it for uh, two dollars less per shirt." And of course, because I get offended, because for some reason I'm offended that someone else is charging less than me. Like, why would that? Like hindsight's twenty twenty. It's like now I'm offended if I'm not the most expensive. But anyway, uh, at the time, I'm offended that they're charging less than me. So odd. Like right away, my that competitiveness, which we all are, we're competitive by nature. It's in our blood, kicks in, and uh, I gotta undercut them because I just want to get the work right. And I feel like I'm probably preaching to the choir here. Most of you do something very similar. And I think it's that new, it's like, this. it's just something that you do when you don't know any better. Um, anyway. Okay, so I, had, I even had to write something else here to just keep me on track. So, 
Here's the moral, <laughs> dude. Oh, God, I wish I could just stream of consciousness all the way through this. I can, but then it's like I don't drive the point home. So I'm learning. Anyway, the moral of this story is if you're a screen printer, okay, there's always going to be some dickheaded asshole like me that's willing to undercut you. It's always going to happen. But eventually that dickhead is either going to have to adjust his prices or he's going to go out of business. It's the only, it is the only two outcomes. They either raise their prices up to right to where you are or even higher to try to compensate or they're going out of business. There is no third op. There's, there's no third option. Um, but I, I do want you to keep one thing in mind that, that asshole that's undercutting you, whoever he is, he is going to get the work for a while he's gonna get it he's gonna he's gonna get it he's gonna work he's gonna build infrastructure out based on that undercutting but he's only gonna be able to go so far and he's either gonna have to raise his prices up uh which at which time all of those existing clients disappear all the the price shoppers the bargain hunters they disappear and he's essentially gonna have to rebuild his business from scratch with newer more discerning clients that are willing that want to work with the shop more so than they're concerned about the price. And there is a difference, and they are out there, and you will find them, but it takes time. So my advice from well, – I'm not going to give advice yet anyway because I got a lot more shit written here that I got to get through, guys. I just don't know if it, if it's, if it, if it advances the story anymore. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I was saying. So if, uh, eventually those uh, – at first, those clients, the bargain hunter clients, they're going to go with that guy. doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get some work, but you're not going to be able to get as much of it if you're the, the, the uh, more expensive, right? If you're, if you're pricing yourself to where you're actually making a profit on every single job after labor and all of the expenses that you acquire, uh, it's going to take you longer to get as many clients. Um, but what I have found – with most clients, and I'm only just recently learning this, so I'm, I'm literally talking about this as I'm learning it, um, is that price is, or at least for most clients, that price is only, is, the, is like the second most important thing to them. Um, what they really want, or the, most, the first most important thing, is that they want, and this is almost exclusive, I'm going to digress here a second because remember when I started this, this, this website that I was building out, my whole goal was to try to find uh, or to try to develop a way where we could go nationwide and acquire clients from every corner of the globe or of, at least of the United States and make it easy for them to place orders with us. That was my original goal. Once I built it and I've launched the thing, it, there was numerous benefits to having the interface that I have. But one thing I was sorely disappointed by was the fact that clients – more than anything else, they want to feel confident and comfortable with whatever service provider they're dealing with, whether it's the, the plumber, the electrician, the HVAC guy, their screen printer, or their graphic designer. More important than anything is they want to be comfortable, and they want to have confidence that you can handle whatever you throw at them. When you become that printer, you... Printing is printing, right? You, I mean, we can nitpick it to death, and we can nitpick it on how, how, how little trap we have or how tight our registration is or how smooth our fill is. But at the end of the day, the majority of clients care about that like 25%. 
about the, f the, f the feel and all that shit. For the most of the time, they go, oh, cool. My graphic is on the shirt. Shirt feels soft. Awesome. Right? So the rest of it comes down to their experience with the service provider. And in my experience, what I'm learning now is that that is the most important thing to them. So, um, <laughs> dude, I just got off track. Yeah, yeah. So they, they just really want to be able – yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what they want is a good experience, and they want to be able to trust the services that they're working with. I already said that. Uh, and I do also want to put one more thing in, into perspective here. Um, you guys, or the majority of you, are what are known as bootstrappers, just like me. We have fucking bent and grind and hacked together shit to try to produce some kind of product that somebody is willing to buy from us. Screen printing, is, it's, it's most common in screen printing because the cost of entry is so low. Uh, you can almost put a business together with fucking plywood and two-by-fours and hinges and, you, and a, a few little supplies and you can be in business. So it's a very, most people involved in this business are some – they're crafty. But they're also extreme cheapskates. You're probably a cheapskate. No, I'm a cheapskate. This business is littered with cheapskates. The, the point of this is, is um, most of you guys, and actually I see it all the time. I see it in the chats. I see it on the comments. I see it on the this and that. Most of you guys, will and myself included, will complain about a $10 difference between one gallon of white ink and another. So to you guys... Again, cheapskates, the, the $10 difference in, a, in one white ink to the other, even if the other one is better or, or you know, even if they're exactly the same, the difference is enough to off-put you from one to the other. Point is, most of us in this industry are price shoppers. So we're the bottom of the barrel. We're the ones that shop price above all else. Um, but I want you to keep this in mind. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I think it's a new business owner thing. When you're in your first year, you're super cheap. I remember my first year as a screen printer. I would not – I drove shit everywhere. I would not hire a courier. If I had a delivery and I didn't, I, I didn't have time, I would drive it fucking 20 miles out just to go deliver it because I thought in my head that that would be cheaper than hiring a courier. A courier. I wouldn't – I was I – was, Fucking allergic to subscription services like QuickBooks um, or anything like MailChimp, any of those marketing services, anything. I was allergic to all of it. Didn't want to spend money. And I think it's a newbie business uh, mentality. As you go through it, you start to realize that some things are worth paying for um, just for peace of mind or for because it's easier. Sometimes it's easier to hire the right thing or buy the right thing just because it makes your life easier as opposed to hacking something together to save 10 or $20. Uh, and as, as going further down that, I know that there was a point to that. Uh, uh, as you start to mature in business, that $10 is less important than um, actually fucking getting what you need and getting it done right the first time. And, th and this is the whole point. But you as a printer, you eventually become the ideal client to yourself. S you know, as you become more discerning, as you know what you need and what you want, y you start to value things more, right? And uh, as, that, as that goes on, you become the ideal client. Um, and many, 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 many of those clients out there, not all of them, if you're printing with new business owners, they're the shitty price shoppers that you don't want to work with. They're you right now. They're, they're me a few years ago. But as 
as you progress through business, you're also marketing yourself to other more experienced business owners who are now willing to pay a little bit more because of the service that you provide. Um, and they're not just bo- like uh, bottom feeders. So you have to remember that your mentality is, especially if you're new, your first year in, and this is, this is pretty much universal for every new business owner, is bottom feeder. And you think that because you are always price shopping, that that's just the way that people think, is that everyone goes for the cheapest price all the time. But I'm telling you right now, that is not the case. And as you advance through business and you realize that you start become that you are more willing to pay more for something if it makes your life easier, so do the clients you're going after. And those are the clients that you want, and they will pay you more for it. I feel like I took the long way around to that conclusion, but eventually we got there. And I'm happy with it. And that was really my, my, um, my light bulb moment when I was thinking about this. And I was like, well, should you undercut? It's like in the beginning, you're going to. No matter what I tell you, no matter what anyone tells you, your pride is going to dictate some of your actions. And if, if a client tells you that this guy down the street was giving him a better price, you're going to do it. Should you do it? No. Are you going to do it? Yes. Uh, do I wish you'd listen? Don't care. Either way, it's going to work out the same for me. So do what you want to do. But I would say that the industry as a whole has, has for many, many years be, been cannibalizing itself. Right? I'm to, I'm to blame for part of that. Uh, now the other printers that are down the streets from me, they're, they're to blame for it too. And we, if I make it through, then maybe I'll end up on top and the ones and maybe they will make it, maybe they won't. But it's the quickest way to the bottom. It's the quickest way to putting yourself out of business. So I don't recommend it. Uh, you have to study and understand your, your expenses and you need to price. You know, what I have found, and I'm still working on it, I still don't have it down, is the price list takes time and it takes a lot of effort to, to, to put your price list together. At least it does for me, man. I'm not a math guy. I don't know how all that kind of stuff works, so I'm constantly having to work through it. And it takes time. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, yeah, see, I do have, I have more to talk about on this. So I feel like we wrap that up. No, you probably shouldn't be undercutting them. But if you want to, go ahead. You know, it's, it's not going to work out well for you in the end, probably. But maybe it will. Who am, who am I to say? Um, but one more time, just to reiterate. Many of your clients have already been where you are right now. And, uh... Most of those clients that have made it past that and they're now discerning shoppers, they are the clients that you want. So look, don't worry about these new business people, man. They're just they're cheapskates just like you are, and no one wants to work with them, so avoid them. Uh, how, what else did I have in here, man? I feel like I had a way to wrap this up and to give you, give you some hope on how to handle it. Oh, yeah, here it is. I'm, I'm going to read this. The real question you should ask yourself is, how can I offer more value than the other cheap assholes down the street that are going to go out of business in two years anyway? Anyway, uh, how can you offer more and uh, make your services worthwhile and enticing to potential clients? And I, I was thinking about this a lot. And honestly, I think about this all the time. Is how do you add more value without adding a whole lot more struggle or problems in the operations of your business, right? And again, I'm going to read this because I can't remember exactly what I wrote. The, 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 you see how I do that? The the biggest value increasing methods I have found are number one, this is 
always, always, always answer your phone. Answer your goddamn phone. And listen, I went through a couple of periods, one just recently and one when we were converting over to the new shop management software where I was not able to get to my phone. And I got uh, two negative Yelp reviews in that time. Literally, I got negative Yelp reviews because I did not answer my phone. Didn't even technically work with the motherfuckers. So first and foremost, actually, and, and even more so than that, I've gotten jobs because they said, well, hey, man, you, you answered on the third ring, so I, I'm working with you because everyone else in the area didn't answer their phone. So you're going to get work if you answer your phone. Your priority, numero uno, should be to, to, like, you have to have some kind of infrastructure in place where when that phone rings, it don't ring more than three, four times, someone gets to it. It's hard to do, man. It's hard to do without having to pay some butthead to sit there on their leathery ass all day and answer phones. It's hard. I've tried it. It's super expensive. But it should be the first problem you address i think get that phone answered somehow some way never miss a phone call moving on uh i wrote this too i said always be available during business hours but that goes hand in hand with answer your phone right but you don't have to have long business hours i'm learning that as well you don't even have to be open five days a week but you need to have it posted socially and when you are when you are open, you need to be available at all times because some somebody might just drop in, somebody might make a phone call, someone might throw off an email. This is the other thing, man. That email, never miss an email. Can't do it. I avoid them now. It's part of the reason we're a little bit slower than normal. Can't stand email. Uh, but if you want all the work and you want to make sure that you're not missing an opportunity, you always have to answer your email. Now these do not add value to your infrastructure or what you're creating but they do add value from the client's point of view because if you answer on the first ring if you always respond to your email promptly uh, if you all and this and I'm gonna add another one in there your social messaging this again I fail miserably at this but if you're on top of all your social messaging all of your uh, Google messaging all that kind of shit all your Yelp messages uh, they will begin to start trusting you basically you have to be available for communication uh, as much as you possibly can, and you'll start acquiring a bunch of work. Now, what else one? The the last one is super hard to pull off when you are growing. Okay, so I wrote this in, so there's one more to go here. The last one is super hard to pull off when you are growing and busting at the seams. If you can educate and inform your clients without... So this is the thing, too. So you have to be able to educate your clients. And they'll love you for it. And they'll, they'll pay more for it because you educated them. But the trick, and this is the art of educating, I'm, I'm always trying to figure this out, man, is you have to be able to educate without boring the fuck out of them. Printers and people that have spent a lot of time diving into technical issues and data and shit like that, we, we all have a tendency to try to explain why and how and all this stuff. They don't care. Do not bore them with stuff like that. You have to find, and I'm not going to even go into what are what all the things are, but you have to be able to educate them and make them feel confident in their decision without boring them. So take what you will from that, but it's a fact. Don't don't spend five minutes explaining how registration works on a press because they don't care. They don't care, so don't do it. Anyway. <laughs> 
Don't bore them to death with technical mumbo-jumbo. Okay. Uh, but if you are educating and informing them, they're going to trust you. Okay, even if they don't work with you the first time around, they're going to go to the other undercut guy. He's going to go out of business. He's not going to meet his deadline. Uh, he's going to, because he has to do so much work all the time, he's not going to give them the attention they need. They will circle back around to you. You want to know how I know? Because I was undercutting everybody. I was getting all the work. I wasn't able to meet the fucking deadlines. And then all those clients circled back around to that more expensive guy, and now he's got them. Whoops! And it's going to be the same situation for you guys. So... There you go. Um, but if they trust you because you educated them, they are going to eventually come back to you. They're going to bust out that credit card. And I wrote this down because it really sounded like a nice little joke to finish it off. But if I read it, it just doesn't feel natural. But ultimately, they'll bust out the credit card that you've been eyeballing since you talked with them first time on the phone. And they'll finally place that order. Even if it's a year later. Stick to your guns. Stick to your pricing. Don't undercut the dickheads down the street, and eventually your business is going to start growing. Anything else on this to tie this up and to reiterate? Okay, yeah, so one more time. Focus on customer service, especially with clients you already have. You won't get as much work. You won't look as – yeah, yeah, see, I wrote all this shit down. I'm such a good – I'm so good at this when I can think it through. You're not going to get as much work. You won't look as busy as your competitor down the street. But, and I wrote, I like emphasize this, but in actuality, you will be in a better financial situation and you will build a better foundation of good, solid clients that keep coming back because of you, not because of your pricing and scene. Uh, this one's definitely going on the podcast. Uh, that's our business topic of the day. Thank you for tuning in. Dang, dude, that's been an hour long, guys. Should we even go to the Q&A today? Well, before we do that, I do also have a um, uh, Instagram. Hi, CPU. You may experience performance issues. Tell me that that did not cut out, dude. Hey, guys, before I keep moving forward, did that shit cut out on you guys in any way, shape, or form? Because that would really suck. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, so you could hear it. That's good to go. Um, Yeah, see, man, like, you guys, if I just take a little bit of time and write some stuff, I can keep on track and I can riff a lot better. And then if I fall off and I lose track of where I was going, I can always revert back to the thing. Uh, I did want to do just a real quick Instagram shout-out. Uh, I was looking at this guy the other day. His name is... Okay, so this is the the uh, social media Instagram shout out of the day. Today we're going to be shouting out. Uh, let me make sure I'm in frame here. Flyland Designs underscore Bry. Period. 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 Probably Brian. Brian Allen. He's a professional illustrator. He creates art for T-shirts, brands, and lunatics. Prints, stickers, custom brushes at flydesigns.com for, uh, forward slash shop. You guys should definitely check him out at fly landdesigns.com now the reason i wanted to shout this guy out man is because i'm just a strong fan of illustration and you guys can see that this this guy's an illustrator first he's an illustrator first and a graphic designer second still really good at both good at layout and shit but i'm looking at some of these illustrations like this is an x-men illustration he's got hulk in there he's got wolverine he's got deadpool a whole bunch of cats 
just really top quality illustrations, if you ask me. Pretty good at colors. That one's not one of my favorites, but you got Shakedown here. Good, fun, lighthearted illustrations. Very cartoonish. Uh, but then he can also do things that you need. Like, he created... These, these people are really hard to find, uh, and it, it is still in demand somewhat, but those kind of car show... Uh, like simulated process they look kind of hyper real graphics you know he does that kind of stuff so if you guys are in need of these kind of things reach out to him and he can hit you up with this car club type of graphics uh, he also just he can do pretty much logo design all that kind of shit but where are the graphics that I was really just like lost my shit over here we go this kind of stuff man these very high dynamic character illustrations man these would be fun to screen print your clients would love them if you were able to put your clients in touch with this guy. He'll probably even throw you a commission if you're throwing work his way. So if you need high-end designs, I'm sure that this guy's not cheap. He's not cheap, but if, that, if your clients are looking for the real deal, maybe check out flylenddesigns.com and see what he can do for you. So, yeah, that's my Instagram shout-out of the day. Let's go ahead and go on back to the chat. Guys, I feel like maybe we'll just do a few uh, Q&As if somebody called in, but for the most part, it's just not necessary. And guess what else? My thing logged me out. God damn it. Log me out. Go to the chat while I'm waiting here. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Looks like we got us a little super chat in the mix. Thank you so much. Where'd it go? There it is. JC, thanks, brother. I appreciate it so much. Uh, love it when we get super chats. It means a lot. Hey, you know what, dude? If you're slammed, I am not offended, dude. You know, there was this whole period of time where I just really wanted uh, a lot of live numbers, and it, all that mattered to me on this whole channel was the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. Um, now I feel like I'm just converting back to this thing is just supposed to be fun. I don't need to get all bent out of shape about everything, which, you know, I do. This is what I do. That's me. But if you can't make it, you can't make it, dude. Don't sweat it, man. But if you if you can be here, then I'm super happy to have you. Especially when you're throwing me super chats. That means a lot. And there's some other weird thing going on here. Okay. Been great tonight. Good, good, good. No cutouts. Well, see, I had this little warning that said my CPU usage was getting low, so it might it might fall off. So that was that was scary. Uh, anyway, we didn't get a whole lot of hotline calls in anyway, so let's go ahead and listen to these two, and then we'll just go ahead and move on past it. We'll call this one a wrap. So I got two here. Let's listen to the first one. What's going on, Trent and wife? I uh, just started watching your YouTube channel. Uh, noticed you've gone live. Got your number. Got a couple questions. Uh, went to a mountain, so if I lose you, I do apologize. Um so, for one of your segments, I just now got into the screen printing industry. Um, I kind of want to stick manual. I saw a couple of videos where you're talking about automatic. And, uh, Change you know, my mind on that. The, the idea behind the, the screen printing for me is more of a uh, therapeutical enjoyment. And I think one autom Therapeutical, that is a word. Look it up, it's there. Automatic is kind of uh, defeats the purpose. That's my opinion. Um, Again, you know, I, I understand you're going, oh, you're, you're getting too much work or whatever. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so the question for you, though, uh, is really the startup. Uh, as of right now, I've, I've done already forked out roughly about $6,000 uh, of my own money. Uh, 
not even near what I need. Uh, I still need to get a conveyor dryer. I've, I need to update my, I uh, just bought a 4x1 uh, um, print press from Ryanette. Okay. And I'm looking to get the uh, the 6x4 eventually. Uh, the idea is to, to start small and, and go from there. So my question to you is a couple couple things. Startup cost, uh, what is really needed for startup? Uh, secondly, would be more so of uh, heat transfers and how do you feel about, you know, doing, doing T-shirts, pre-designed, put them online, and uh, people pick the design, pick their shirt, and you just heat transfer what you've already printed on a transfer sheet. Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of the, the the angle that I'm running on right now. Uh, however, I'm trying to stay with water-based, and obviously water-based you can't transfer. Nope. So uh, I'm kind of stuck in a between a, a hard place and a harder place. And uh, what's your <laughs> gotcha. opinion? Um, seems like you've been been in business for a couple of years now, and kind of want to know more about Six your success story and even know how you got to where you are today. Uh, if you have any questions, you know I. I to talk all day about it. Uh, feel free to give me a call back. Uh, Eric. Okay. I'm not going to put your phone number out there, dude, because people will call you. Uh, yeah, so, dude, I'm, I'm glad you started buying a lot of st- uh, some entry-level like entry level equipment. And there was two parts. There's a couple questions in there. So one was, like, what you should get when you're first starting out. And I got to do a video on that, man. I know I, I need to. I just uh, – just real quick, I've been uh, taking a break from YouTube. It was starting to drive me crazy. I, got, I have to reset. But, uh, you know, I still love doing it. I'll be back eventually, and I'll start making a lot more videos. But first question is you need some startups. You want to kind of know what you need when you're getting started. Second, you're wondering about heat transfers. And I'll try to get to both of them without talking for another hour. When you're starting out, the equipment that you – what I, I have to think back to when I first started. And – one of the things that gave me the m- most trouble was making the, s- the screens. That was the, mo- the hardest thing to figure out. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I could have started over, I would have spent a shitload of money on a really good film printer, like what I had, like the Epson 4800, some 17-inch wide format printer, and I would have done some kind of black ink conversion. Don't care if you – I say things sometimes, and people are like, oh, well, you can go. Oh, but also you can get the cheaper ones for this. Look, get Black Max, get the Chinese – refillable shits i don't know some kind of black refillable conversion um and get some good waterproof film that's to me like hindsight's 2020 the most important thing is being able to make really good films uh when i first started i was reclaiming i was trying i did all this crazy shit that i heard like through the grapevine again it was kind of pre-youtube there wasn't a whole lot of stuff out there when i first started learning uh, so I was trying to reclaim screens with bleach, and I was, like, trying to stretch my own screens and all this kind of shit. And looking back on it, I should have just bought pre-stretched aluminum screens from the beginning, and I should have bought the proper chemicals to reclaim them and degrease them. I tried using Simple Green and all that kind of stuff to degrease it to try to save a few bucks, but at the end of the day, they're not right. Simple Green has deodorizers in it or deodorants that actually don't degrease the way that you need it to for the mesh. Buy the proper chemicals, buy a good film printer. Um, the next thing, which is right, goes right in line with the screens, is is the exposure unit. Now, all those weird little halogen lamps and shit, dude, I, I used them. I tried setting up twos and fours. They were a nightmare for me. 
hated them. You know, to each their own. It works for some. Did not work for me. Uh, and finally, I gave in one day and just tried using the sun with the plate of glass on top of the screen. And lo and behold, it was the best exposure uh, system that I could find. And it worked like a charm. So screw all those halogen light little things. Either use the sun or save up your, your pennies and get yourself a good exposure unit. And now, dude, with all the with the introduction of these LED units, like you'll spend it once and you'll have it forever. You know, and and if you're just in the dabbling phases, the sun will get you by just fine. Plate of glass, black bag, sun, screens exposed, no problems, dude. Those halogen lights, what happens is they they put a lot of light on the center, so you get good exposure around the center of the screen. But if you're using like automatic size screens, th then the outside doesn't get ex uh, ex um, it doesn't get like enough UV light and it doesn't harden properly, and it'll drive you crazy because the outsides are blowing out and the insides staying good, and you're like, what the hell's going on? So the exposure unit's really important. Outside of that, man, like you told me you got that Ryanet press, dude, and you know I I did buy one of those too when I started. And here's what I learned. $700 later, I learned that I should have not spent $700 on that piece of shit. And I should have just got together a couple grand and bought a used real press. Like a, you know, a, a four-station, six-color with micros with off-contact adjustment. That's what you need. You need good quality micros and you need off-contact adjustment. If you don't have that, the press is going to be a nightmare and it's going to make you hate screen printing. And not to talk shit about any uh, any company in particular, I don't think Ryanet is guilty of the, their little tabletop presses. They're not bad presses. It's just that they're very limited. And when you're learning, um, I always found that those presses were really hard to set up when I was first figuring it out. I couldn't get shit in registration, man. I couldn't do it. And the off con, like the the here was the palette, and the screen would be shooting to the moon like this, or it'd be all tilted up like this, and it just didn't have enough enough adjustment. So avoid those cheaper presses and just step up to the next level. I, since I slammed Ryanet, they have a nice little step up with that four color. Is it the Riley, not the Riley Rock, but this just the Riley Hopkins. They've up, updated it like for 2018, and it's now it's a really good press. Raynar has an amazing entry-level press. MNR has an amazing entry-level press. Uh, Anatol, I don't know for sure. I haven't. I don't. I haven't seen them a lot. They weren't at the trade show, but as far as I know, the Thunder and the Lightning, great presses. Just step up to those, man. If you can't afford them brand new, find one on the used market. I think you'll be a lot more happy with that. So you got your screen sorted out. You didn't go cheap with the films. You're you're using either a good exposure unit. You're getting rid of them halogen lights, and you're fu you're just ditching them tabletop presses and moving on to something that has uh, at least a rotating. I know a lot of you guys use them, man. I'm not trashing your shit, but. I guess I did, but I'm not. I didn't intentionally. You want rotating palettes so that you can flash things properly so you're not having to swing the flash over it. There's just a lot of stuff that if you spend an extra couple grand in the beginning, you're not going to struggle as much, and uh, you won't despise the industry. You'll like it. What else? The press. The press, the press, the press. And again, I'm speaking from experience because I did all the wrong shit. I bought the shitty cheap presses. I bought the, the halogen lights. I did all that stuff, and it didn't go well. And I feel like if you have that, the dryer, it is important. But, you know, you always hear, like, get the biggest dryer you can for the money, which I do agree with. But, dude, like, the big dryers are expensive and they take up a lot of room. 
just get a dryer that has enough belt width to where you can lay the shirt out. If you can, if you can get one big enough to lay the shirt flat without having to fold the arms under it, that would be even better. We can't do that. That's what I would like to have. Um, maybe look for forced air. I know Raynar has some really great dryers. Uh, I know um, Riley Rock has just they just they worked with uh, what is it Black BBC to I, I don't know why I want to call it Big Black Buddy. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but they have a good one out there, dude. There's a lot of good stuff, but in my opinion, just spring for the little bit better shit, and your experience in this industry is going to be a lot better. That's it. That's it. Oh, and dude, with these with these fucking flash cure units, this is what pisses me off about the American market, dude. Don't get me wrong. That Chinese-made flash is 500 bucks, and it overheats. If it runs for too long and too hot, it shuts down on you. But you gotta be—you gotta be kind of an idiot to, to get it there. You gotta be going nuts, doing a lot of stupid shit, and running it really, really hot for too long. But if you run it at regular speeds, it'll last forever. And what irritates me about the markup in this industry and just the way that they price everything is like that you can get for 500 bucks from China. You know what I mean? And it does. It's It's got quartz bulbs in it. Whereas most of them are using the infrared panels and they're charging like twice the cost of that. So you do have to do your due diligence and research when, when the cheap stuff it will do and when you got to spring for the better stuff. So I, I don't know if I just contradicted myself there. Probably. I'm going to leave it at that. As far as, heat, <laughs> as far as heat transfers go, dude, I just don't have much experience with them. But it reminds me of a business in one of the stupidest reality shows ever created, but also highly entertaining, which was called The Jersey Shore. Y'all probably know about it. But they had a they worked at this company that would they had a shitload of just racks and racks of blank T-shirts and tank tops and hoodies, and they only stocked the heat transfers. And when someone wanted to buy it, they could pick the garment they wanted, and then they could heat transfer the thing on it. So if you have graphics that you're confident are going to sell, but you don't know what type of garment they would go on, I would say heat transfer is the way to go. Another neat thing, and you mentioned it, you want to print all water-based. doesn't work with heat transfer as well. You print heat transfers with Plastisol. The nice thing about them is... Uh, the way it works out and the way everything works with heat transfers, they end up so much, the print feels thinner and lighter and just better in a lot of ways. So it's not a problem, right? Like if the hand is your final, is the biggest concern, then the hand of those heat transfers is amazing. I love the hand of it. I really, actually, I really like the way uh, Plastisol cold pill and hot pill transfers feel. I really like them. So, yeah, dude, I think you're on track with that. That way you can stock garments, you can stock your graphics, but it, you don't have any stinkers or wrong sizes. You can always send them back and pay a restocking fee in, to your supplier, and you'll be good to go. Anyway, that's enough, dude. Thank you for calling in. I don't think I caught your name on that, but thank you so much for calling, bro. It's a good question. Uh, hi. Um, my name hi. is Noah Cool 5643, and... What websites are good to design clothes? Uh-oh. Uh, hi. Um, my name is Noah Cool 5643. I know. And what websites are good to design clothes? Well, you cut out on me there. What websites are good to design clothes? There are none. Not really. Those design labs for custom ink, Inksoft, all that shit, they, they have clip art. They got clip art. So if you're talking about just graphics for t-shirts you got to hire 
a professional illustrator or a designer. That is what they're there for. You, they're all over Instagram. Just, just hashtag illustrator. Search that tag, and you're going to see thousands of high-level illustrators that are waiting to, com- to take your commission and, ki- and do a killer graphic for you. So first and foremost, fuck all these design labs, all this kind of shit, man. Get an illustrator, pay them some money, help, su- help them support themselves, and thus you will get yourself an incredible graphic. From there, the print shop is up to you, man. You, you can choose vicinity, you can choose service, you can choose price. You have a lot of different options, but uh, there are no websites that are going to help you d- design a good shirt, right? You're going to go pick a website that just shows uh, the atmosphere and the lifestyle or the, what do you call it, the, the culture that you like. Pick the shop based that has the culture you like and work with them, you know? If your guys' cultures fit together, then it'll be easy breezy. Now, if you're talking about what are the best websites to design, like, legitimate clothing, like, cut and sew type of stuff, dude, that's a whole other monster. You have to get, you have to start with making your patterns and all this kind of stuff, a lot of planning. You're picking your color palettes. And then you got to find someone to manufacture and cut and sew them, which use, a lot of people used to do it overseas, but that's kind of been coming back to the States. But I don't know where they're at. You got a lot of research involved when it comes to actually making like a hooded sweatshirt with your own patterns or your own jeans with your own patterns or whatever, dude. That's a whole other world to which I cannot speak to at the moment, nor will I probably ever want to because it's pain in the ass, man. The starting clothing line is tough. So just try to get really cool graphics that mean something to somebody. Or to enough of somebody's that you can actually sell it to them and make a few bucks on it. Thank you for calling in, though. Any more? Oh, there is one more here. Last one, guys. This is going to be it. Hey, what's up, Cam? This is Frank from Staten Island, New York. Actually found your channel about a week ago. Probably watched three quarters of the videos that you posted. Frank, thank you for watching all my videos, man. That means a lot. When you when people are watching the stuff I've already posted, it helps, man. It helps the channel grow. So thank you for tuning in, Frank, and thank you for calling. So let's see what you got to say. Uh, since you started, everything looks great. Learned a lot of stuff. Thanks, uh, I had a question regarding pricing for live screen printing events. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be flying anywhere, mostly just uh, driving U-Hauls and stuff like that. I uh, wanted to see how you, how you price that out. Looking to get into the live screen printing game. I uh, have a couple of DJs and companies that do a lot of uh, corporate work. So there's a lot of work there to be had. Just want to try to figure out the best way to price it out. Appreciate the help. Thanks a lot, brother. Bye-bye. Okay. So first and foremost, man, I'm, you know, almost every live show someone calls in and asks about how to price live screen printing. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm keeping that shit close to the vest, not sharing it. If you have events coming up, I want to print them. So what I would ideally like you to do is to uh, send it our way, and then I'll throw you a percentage of the job. I'll just throw it to you. You know, we'll we'll do all the hassle, bro. Uh, I'm telling you right now, man. Lugging them big presses out in your U-Hauls and having to drive to things—it's a nightmare. Because I did that when I first started. You don't want to do that. If, however, I can't talk you out of it, and if I'm not going to be able to get you to just throw the job my way, and I'll pay you a commission for like as a finder's fee, then. To price a screen printing job doesn't matter. It's uh, well, actually, it does. 
it's already kind of starting to it's falling apart so it's not paying as much as it used to as thus is anything like this but you just have i'm not going to tell you what to charge but you got to figure out what you want to make hourly and then you times that by how many hours you're going to be there multiplied by how much it costs in gas and all that kind of shit and there you are now are you going to be competitive or are you going to be too high or are you going to be shooting yourself in the foot don't know but that's all i can give you with that man because I'm still, I really wanted that to be like a large uh, part of this business. So I'm still pushing for it, man. I'm still trying to snatch all that work up from you guys. Uh, but you get it, man. You just need to know what you want to make hourly. That's it. That's how we price it. That's how every service prices everything. What do you want to make per hour multiplied by how many hours in the job? And there's your price. Uh, thank you for calling in, everybody. Uh, is that it? Is that the end of this whole sucker? I think so. Uh, you guys are freaking awesome for just hanging out with me. Uh, also, Head Jero Graphics is awesome for throwing me that super chat. Thank you so much, my friend. Caught it a little late. Uh, super chats are always appreciated. It just shows you care. Now, before I do the outro, software's still going well, guys. We are moving right along. We are still on schedule to release i mean shoot i think we're three months out now the shit should be live and in beta and all of you print fan members that have signed up on the thing you guys will all be beta testers so you'll get first crack lackas at it but uh you'll also be able to uh tell us about any glitches and any shit like that so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time it's coming along nicely and like i said earlier because the, apparently the cat's out of the fucking bag with deco network yes uh, my software that i have right now does it and your the stuff that you guys are going to be subscribing to it automatically places the order for the garments uh, when they hit $200 so that you get your free shipping. It places the order automatically. They show up to your thing, uh, and you don't have to do any of that crazy double-entry shit that drives everybody crazy, and so many mistakes happen. So, yes, it's implemented with SNS. You guys will have that one right away. Uh, as soon as, like, probably literally three months into the launch, we will get Sanmar uh, included as well. Uh, and then from there, we'll just see who needs what, and we'll slowly start implementing more of them. But yes, dude, that is a key feature of my software that made my life a million times easier. And all that I ask is before any of you make a decision on the shop management system you're going to use, wait until mine launches and test mine out first because it's, you're going to have nothing to lose. It's going to be free for you to try. So just wait, try it out. And then you can make your decision. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It won't be for everybody, but it'll be for most of you. And over the course of the next year after it launches, it will be for everybody. Because we're going to make it the best goddamn software that has ever been created for the screen print industry. And we're going to do it together. Thank you, Print Fam, for hanging with me and interacting with me on the Print Life Live Video Podcast. Remember... And please don't forget, I go live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, sometimes it's on my phone. Sometimes it's with this really nice, clean format. But it's always lovely, and it's always fun to hang out with you guys. Um, and since I'm not uploading to YouTube right now, I'm taking a little break. Do me a favor, and if you haven't watched, like, maybe my first videos or some of my older stuff, go through and watch it again. Or go watch it for the first time. Enjoy a couple of my vlog playlists. I think there's a 2016, 17, and 18 playlist that plays from the oldest to the newest. You can hit play, and you can just enjoy the show. So go ahead and do me a favor. Do that stuff, guys. Uh, Y'all are awesome. I will talk to you next weekend. But I am actually editing the MNR Sidewinder tune-up video. It's just so long. It's 
brutally long. Uh, and I'm just trying to trim it down into something to, to like uh, to where people can watch it, learn something from it, and not want to gouge their eyes out. Which is probably not going to happen. But I'll do the best that I can. Either way, man, thank you so much for tuning in, Print Fam. Are we going to see you next time? Yes, I think we will. See you next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Peace out. I'm not going to do that. Sagay, right? Click that. Going to do it. Not going to do it. We're out of here, guys. See you next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.